This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited about our next guest. Listen to this resume. Odyssey MLB Insider that, of course, you can listen to on the free Odyssey app. Co-host of Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan in San Diego, which our friend Adam Klug is the program director of. Padres analyst, former major leaguer, and our buddy Tony Gwynn Jr. joins me right now on the show. Tony, what's up, buddy? How you doing, Bill? Always, always nice to join you. Let me ask you this. Let's let's skip to the important stuff. I'm getting really tired of Adam Klug, your boss, my buddy, my former producer, just embarrassing all of us in fantasy baseball. Brought him into the league. He's won two years in a row. He talks nonstop smack. Is there anything you can do to maybe just feed him some really bad fantasy info so we can get this uh, this train off the tracks? That is that is actually surprising to hear that he is good at fantasy uh, baseball. I would have <laughs> never have guessed that in a million years. Um, but I'll see what I can do about feeding him some bad info. He, he's pretty gullible, so he'll it, probably take what I give him. Please do. I'm just he all he. I, I think he spends 21 hours. I don't even know how he programs the, anything or, or, or raises his children or drives to work. <laughs> It's just a constant stream of, of fantasy info from the guy after he's executed whatever his plan is. Well, it's a good thing he's good, that Adam is good in fantasy baseball because he is not very good in fantasy football. He, he has quit a few leagues uh, back here in San Diego. So, you know, you can always hold that over his head to kind of bring him back down to earth a little bit. All right, good. Yeah, I'm also getting tired of him telling me how he's good at fantasy, but really the entire league as a bunch of terrible owners. That's what he says to me. <laughs> I'm over it. Talking to Tony yeah, Gwynn. That's that, that probably why he's having success. <laughs> might be. Tony Gwynn Jr., you're on, uh, you're on the show. I, I, so, Tony, obviously I'm sure you guys have discussed a lot the Juan Soto sweepstakes, and he is in Vegas, the betting odds that if he's traded by the deadline, it will be to the Padres. I, it will be a massive hole. I mean, if, if, if Soto goes, obviously it's going to be for a, a, a lot to what degree do you think San Diego, with this particular player, should try to go all in or, or not and and make a, a run at this guy? There, there's, you know, I'm, I'm torn on this. I think there's a piece of me that believes the window is, is now and, and that um, if the window is now, you do whatever you have to do to bring a guy, a generational talent, um, into your organization. Um but there's another part of me that wants to know how sustainable it is to have, you know, this many high uh, year-to-year contracts um, on on your payroll. And so um, I tend to lean towards 
go get them. You just can't find players like this very often. And so if you have an opportunity, you go get them and you let the chips fall where they may be. Talking to Tony Gwynn Jr. here on uh, here on the show. It's obviously a brutal division for anybody that's in the, the NL West. I mean, the Dodgers have won, yeah. and you'll know Tony better than I do, eight, eight of the last nine or seven of the last eight, whatever it was in, until last year. They have, what, a 10.5, 11-game lead right now on the Padres. Now, the Padres are, are 55 and 44. They're, they're in that wild card mix, obviously. To what degree, if you're in San Diego, or any market in America where you've got a Yankees you're looking up at or any dominant team you're looking up at, should you calibrate your plan according to who the dominant player is in your division or just do it in a vacuum and not worry about who you have to compete against week in, week out, year in, year out, really? Yeah, no, I think you you worry about yours because I think we all know once you get into the band, anything can happen in in one of those series. And so you can't afford – to, if the Padres, if you're the Padres, you can't afford to worry about what the Dodgers are doing and allow that to dictate how you move in this division um, because they've been doing it like this for, for quite some time. So you can't anticipate that changing. So you have to, you have to go as, as you feel your organization can go. And I think the Padres have done a good job of that. I think early on when it was clear they weren't close, they, they focused on the things they needed to focus on as they felt like this, the window started to open up. They made the moves necessary for their organization to compete. And ultimately, that's what it's about, especially with these extra wild card spots, man. It's, you can get into that dance. Uh, you, you're going to give yourself an opportunity, and that's all, ultimately all you want. Tony Gwynn Jr. here on the show. Tony, obviously you have to build a complete baseball team, and you want to have depth everywhere. But if you had to choose between a generational pitcher, if you're the GM, and a generational position player, for you, what has more value in, in modern baseball? Probably a generational pitcher. Um, they, it, the game is designed for the pitcher to dictate the action, no matter how good the opposing hitter is. Um, ultimately, it's at the discretion of the pitcher. And if you can find a generational pitcher, uh, I think that puts you ahead of the curve versus a, a positional player. Because ultimately, you still need the other you know, eight guys in that lineup to, to produce a run. A pitcher can, uh, unlike really any other position, can shut a game down if he has that kind of stuff. And uh, if you're going to build a team, and I know there's a lot of injuries that come with pitchers at the same time, but I think it's worth the risk if you're building a ball club. Tony, obviously Juan Soto is is the big name. Who else are you keeping an eye on that you think is an impact baseball player who stands a reasonable chance of, of being traded by the deadline? I, I mean, when we're talking like impactful players, I think you got to mention Wilson Contreras uh, for the Cubs. Um, he certainly has been consistently doing it for uh, a, a long time. And we, I've seen him twice this year against the Padres, and he was almost uh, – you almost couldn't get the guy out in, in, in any of the games. And the Padres have one of the best pitching staff uh, in, in baseball. Um, I think another name quietly uh, is Whit Merrifield. I think he could have the type if, – if put on the right team, he can have the type of impact that you want uh, for for a playoff team, um, I think the position players there are there are some guys who can who can have an impact on playoff teams. I think the pitching is a little bit light 
um, um, after you get past Luis Castillo, really. Yeah, Tony, it's interesting. You, you bring up Contreras. I'm, I'm a Cubs fan, and I'm not complaining because I'm, I'm from that, that culture of baseball fandom where getting one World Series, even six years ago, if that's what it is now, is a lifetime achievement. But it's, it, it's been interesting to watch the Cubs rebuild, and I think about Baltimore sometimes in that context, and obviously that turnaround seems to have happened much more quickly. And I was in Kansas City writing a lot about baseball when the Royals under Dayton Moore went through a really long rebuild. It, in, a, in a market that's smaller, and obviously the Dodgers and the Yankees can have great farm systems if they're smart enough to do it and then can supplement with money, and that's, a, that's very nice if you have the option. But if you're in a smaller market or a place where you just have to rebuild, is a teardown, if you have the right GM, the right approach, even if it takes three or four or five years? Is that the way to go? Only if you have the type of staff in place that can develop ballplayers. Because, I mean, that is, that is the thing that separates the Dodgers, uh, in my opinion, from a lot of teams. You can throw the Braves in there, too. Um, you, can, you can have as much money as you want, and that will always give you a shot. But unless you are drafting and developing, um, it, it really is a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a merry-go-round. I mean, you could tear down as much as you want, but if you don't have a staff that can that – can, that can bring guys along, not only that, but have a staff that can draft well, uh, you're just going to be in the same cycle over and over again. So um, that's the thing I think that teams have to kind of get their arms wrapped around and, and trying to find the right type of people that are passionate about teaching the game and teaching it the right way. That is why you see a lot of these, the Dodgers in particular, they come to mind because every year they trade their best, their better prospects, it seems like, but every year they're right back being able to do it. It's because they develop so well. Tony Gwynn Jr. here on here on the program, Odyssey MLB Insider, co-host of Gwynn and Chris on 97.3, the fan in San Diego, Padres analyst, obviously longtime former Major League Baseball player. Tony, San Diego, so I live in L.A., so I, I go to San Diego a lot. You, you know, it is a beautiful city. It is heaven. It is paradise. It, it may not be the right comparison for Oakland or, or Kansas City, where I've lived and loved. But it's not a, an overwhelmingly large market, right? It's not the Yankees market. It's not the Dodgers market. It's not, it's not Chicago. And yet it has a competitive baseball team. It may not be right now on the same level as the Dodgers in terms of the standings, but baseball in that city matters to that fan base. Are, are there any lessons smaller markets can take from San Diego or other successful smaller markets of how to build a winner in, in, Major League, in modern Major League Baseball where you can at least feel like your baseball matters year in, year out? I mean, it, ultimately, you know, Bill, it, it boils down to ownership. And that is the, the, the one glaring difference here in San Diego than it's been, uh, you know, before now. Um, the ownership that came in made the commitment to the city that they were going to have a window where they were drafting and developing and – that would then lead to a window where they would spend money to uh, bring in the type of free agents and ball players that could help you get over the line. And that's really how this thing changed. You can have uh, take the notes as much as you want in terms of the infrastructure, but if ownership at the end of the day isn't willing to do what you have to do in order to, to have a, a competitive team on a consistent basis, it, 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 it's really an uphill battle. Tony, as you know, I live in Los Angeles, but, but CBS Sports Radio is based in New York City. 
almost all the guys and, and, and folks who work on the show are from New York City and certainly live there now. And I spent two years there. So I am inundated on a regular basis with Yankees talk and Mets talk. And a lot of the guys who work on this show happen to be Mets fans. And I can just sense a little swagger now, right? I, I see them on Skype. I go to New York. There's a little bit of a little pep in their step. For those Mets fans that have been yearning and dreaming to be better, to be the last team standing compared to the Yankees when it's all said and done, is that a viable goal this year? Do you think the Mets can be as competitive or more competitive come postseason baseball as that Yankees team that I can tell you from dealing with all these New Yorkers tends to dominate them year after year? <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, in some ways it's like, it's like in San Diego, right? Uh, you, got the, you got big brother, little brother. I will say this. It's funny you mentioned the pep in their step. We just left New York, and the Padres won the first game of that series. And, you know, usually after a loss, you know, Mets fans are, are quite quite bitter about it. But, I mean, there was so much, like, joy just in the fact that I think that this team is actually playing the type of baseball that Mets fans um, have been yearning for. And, yes, I think it is viable. I think this, that team is a very good – talking to a couple of the Padres, talking to Jake Cronenworth about it yesterday. It's a very good Mets team. Um, and they don't even have the Grom back yet. They have everything you want um, in terms of being able to make a deep run and possibly get to a World Series. Um, they 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 have a good bullpen that's pitching well. Uh, you got your 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 main guys in the ma- uh, middle line, specifically Pete Alonso. He was impressive watching because you think of him as a slugger, but and, and he is. Don't get me wrong. But he, he showed a, 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 a hitting prowess that I hadn't seen from him in years past. So you got a good thing going uh, if you're a Mets fan right now. And you're after last night's victory where they jumped on Big Brother, uh, I'm, I'm sure the pep is even a little stronger today. And, Tony, to, to your point, I mean, an ownership change happened there. And you don't know what an ownership change is going to mean for better or worse until you get some years. But it, it sure seems like, Mets' new ownership coinciding with, with the Mets being pretty well run right now? No, I, listen, that's, uh, when you go through all of the teams, not just the Mets, but the teams that um, have good ownership at the top, it's a trickle-down effect from there. Um, and, and that's a big part of a team's success. I know a lot of times we look on the field, but a lot of times when there's dysfunction on the field, you can look up at the top. And you'll see some dysfunction some point uh, up that way. So uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that, that coincidence that Mets have got new ownership, a committed ownership that is um, willing to basically spend whatever he has to in order for this team to win. And um, that's a good place to be if you're a Mets fan, for sure. All right, last one for you. The, the Mariners won a bunch of games, 14 straight. Uh, before the break, if I remember right, lost a few, have won two in a row. How would you classify the, the Mariners? What what are they as a baseball team? Do you think in terms of competitiveness going forward? I, I think I think they're a team that I mean, obviously the Astros are still the cream of the crop in, in the AL West, but that's a team to be to be dealt with. We saw them twice. They came to San Diego, put it on us for two games. Um, they got good starting pitching. Um, they're hitting. Is going to get better, I think, as this season goes along, as we started to see it get better. Um, and so how deep can they run? Are they better than the Yankees or Astros? I don't think they've proven that yet. But certainly, again, if you can get into the dance, anything can happen, and they certainly can make some noise. 
All right, Tony. Spe- speaking of make some noise, tell tell Adam Klug to simmer down with all that all that arrogance. And as always, my friend, thank you for the insight and the talk. I, I love having you on. Appreciate you. Always enjoy being on with you, Bill. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.